Right, well, the, the, the title um, for this morning is Overcome with Amazement. Overcome with Amazement. And so well, we're going to turn back to chapter 5 of uh, Mark's Gospel. So chapter 5 of Mark's Gospel. And uh, reading from verse 21 to the end of the chapter. So verse uh, 21. Chapter 5 of uh, Mark's Gospel. Now when Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name, and when he saw him, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly, saying, my little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her that she may live, that she may be healed, and that she will live. So Jesus went with him, and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. And when she had heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. And Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that power had gone out from him, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, You see the multitude thronging you, and you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. While he was still speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house and who said, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any more? As soon as Jesus heard the words that were spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, Do not be afraid, only believe. And he per permitted no one to follow him except Peter, James and John, the brother of James. Then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and saw a tumult, and those who wept and wailed loudly. When he came in, he said to them, Why make this commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him. But when he had put them all outside, he took the father and the mother of the child, and those who were with him, and entered where the child was lying. Then he took the child by the hand and said to her, Talitha Kumai, 
which is translated, little girl, I say to you, arise. Immediately the girl arose and walked, for she was 12 years of age. And they were overcome with a great amazement. But he commanded them strictly that no one should know it, and said that something should be given her to eat. We have two remarkable uh, works uh, of, of the Lord here in, in this section of chapter 5. Two, two remarkable works of, uh, of this of display of God's, God's mighty power with two desperate people. So do two completely different, perhaps separate uh, individuals who come in some way or another seeking Jesus. Two desperate people. So the woman on one hand with the, the, the issue of blood and Jairus, the synagogue official. And this is the backdrop. They're, they're concerned, the, 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 the issues that they're facing uh, in life. This is the backdrop to, to this amazing example of, of God's grace and mercy. So uh, we see the Lord returning with the disciples uh, uh, from across the other side, the east side of the sea. They're now uh, back in, on the northwest shore of the sea. And uh, they're there in the area of Capernaum. And as soon as they get back on land, they're met, they're met with these huge crowds of people who are there almost waiting, waiting, knowing that Jesus is due to come back across uh, from the other side. They're all waiting uh, to hear Jesus, to, to see Jesus. And so Jesus really can't go anywhere far. It's there on the shoreline. And uh, uh, it, it's, it's this backdrop that we see uh, uh, to, to this uh, demonstration, of, again, of God's power and uh, of the, the amazing grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. So there they are at Capernaum. There's huge crowds, people just sort of thronging around, obviously. They're not, not uh, in our situation, worried about social distancing, um, people getting very close, jostling and everything. We, we, we can have some idea of what, what it would be, be like to be in such a large sort of crowd and not being able to move uh, very quickly. So large numbers of people, lots of noise, people talking. And uh, uh, it, it's, it's here that our story unfolds. So Jairus uh, is, is an, obviously an important person. We're told that he's a synagogue official, probably a local synagogue. And uh, as an official, he would have had authority over uh, elders, the elders of the synagogue. And... Uh, uh, he was a man who probably was well off. He would have had um, a substantial house compared to other people. And uh, he, uh, he, he would have had access to, to, to medical care that was there at the time. He, he would have had access to that. But nonetheless, he's a desperate man for all of that, for all of what he, he would have had in worldly terms. 
he would have had the, probably a nice house. Here he is with a daughter who is dying. And it doesn't matter, does it, when, when, when you, we have serious illness and it's something that's obviously, uh, as, a, as, a, as a nation, as a society, as communities, we're thinking about this very much in this, this kind of, in this past year, in this, this time that we're living in. Um, but terminal illness or the threat of death, you know, it comes to everyone and it doesn't matter who you are. You know, whatever you've got, whatever status you have in society. So this is Jairus. This is his uh, situation. So we find Jairus seeking out the Lord uh, and, and he falls. falls we we're told that he falls at the feet of Jesus. And he's, you know, there's different words in, 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 in translations, but um, the more sort of uh, older translations have these very powerful words like implore and beseech and things like that. This is, this is what this man is doing. He, man is out of this desperation of his heart. He, he's coming to the Lord Jesus. And, uh, you know, he's, he's at, at the, the feet of, of Jesus. And he's, he's begging, he's beseeching, he's imploring. And, and the word earnest, it, well, certainly in the New King James, and I think in the King James, if people have other translations there might be other words but it's that kind of the imperative is there he's in desperate earnestness will the lord jesus come and and there's a there's a, a, a glimmer of faith there isn't it if you come you could lay hands on her and she will live so there's that glimmer of faith a, a, a you know a window of hope that if Jesus comes, Jesus will heal his daughter. And it may be that he had been among the crowds previously, listening to Jesus, observing Jesus healing other people, delivering people from evil spirits. Or maybe there was somebody in the community, somebody who had, had been there and had said, look, Jairus, look, why, why don't you seek out this man, Jesus? Why don't you seek this man? This man is going around, he's, he's teaching people and he's healing people. He's laying hands on the sick and they're immediately being healed. Why don't you seek this, this, this Jesus out? Because he's obviously, uh, well, we're not told here. We, we are about the, 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 the woman uh, that she had sought, uh, doctors and physicians. But he would have been in a position to have, have been able to have done that. But yet he's in this situation. His daughter is critical. As we see, see uh, in verse 23, you know, my daughter lies at death's door. My daughter is, is about to die. Please come. So this is uh, Jairus' uh, situation. That's his predicament. Uh, he's a truly desperate uh, man. And as, as some of us are parents, we, we can relate to that. As parents, we can emphasize in a very strong way with his situation. And 
we we can we can we can uh, understand what he's going through, and and there are people that we 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 know who have have got children that have ongoing health difficulties. I know that he he isn't uh, with us online, but uh, you know we we've got Stephen, you know the Kermans, and their their concerns for for their daughter. So we might know people who are in this situation, so we can relate to Jairus and his 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 uh, desperation. Here is his child, and we we don't know if he has any other children. And she's at death's door. She's you know she's facing death, and you know he he's he's obviously got nowhere else to turn, and. Here is this. Here is Jesus, and he seeks out Jesus. He seeks out Jesus, and Jesus. Um, we don't hear Jesus saying anything to him, not in the Mark's uh, uh, passage, uh, but Jesus. It just simply says Jesus agrees to come with him, come on the journey to to his house, and of course we see that oh, the, the crowd follow. There's a crowd following them so you know they're not going to be moving fast because they're just this whole throng of people and it's in this this situation that we then see the woman with the issue of the blood and this is where she enters the story now some commentators think that what this woman had was a tumor it certainly uh, was a serious issue and um, she she has obviously spent all her money. That's what the 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 the, the passage tells us, isn't it? She'd spent all her money, and the question that um, uh, we might ask is: Well, there's a lot of detail there. There's a lot of kind of sort of biographical detail, and it's possible that this woman had. Would would be in time become what a, a disciple part part of the, uh, you know the early church as it were the fledgling church and that she has, you know, retold this story to the disciples to to, to Peter, you know maybe shortly after she had related all this to Peter and hence Mark has this detail here this uh, amazing detail so. We see here that she she spent all her money uh, over these twelve years looking for um, a cure, looking for some treatment for this condition. Whether it's a tumor, well, that's what some commentators have have kind of considered that that might be the case. But she's tried everything, and of course, um, none of these. Physicians have, have have actually been able to 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 help her. In fact, they, you know, the text suggests that it's, they've made it worse, have made a situation worse. And uh, she again, she's a woman who is desperate and at her wit's end, we might say. Uh, but yet again, we have a glimmer of faith. There's this a glimmer of hope. This uh this this desire that yes if this 
this, if I can get near to Jesus, because the, the, the passage tells it, um, verse 27, that she heard, she heard of Jesus. So maybe somebody had, had told her, look, you know, this, this man Jesus is going around and he's healing and, and, and people are immediately being healed. And so she might have heard, heard of this, people talking about Jesus. And she's, she's there in the crowd. She's there in the crowd and uh, she has this, this small faith. And yet it's real faith because she, she's, she's thinking to herself, if I can get close to Jesus, I can, I can be healed. So it's, it's a very small glimmer, small slither of light of hope in her, in, in her heart, in, in her thinking. And yet it, it's there, uh, as, as we read in, in uh, uh, verses 25 to 27 uh, and then 28. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. So there's faith there. So two desperate people, two desperate people who have uh, situations in their lives that they, 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 they need an answer to. They need uh, God's deliverance. And they're wanting to reach out, reaching out in different ways. So Jairus, it's very public, isn't it? He falls at Jesus' feet. This woman, because of the nature of, of her condition and because of the Mosaic law, the law of Moses and so forth, uh, she, she would be continually ceremoniously unclean, you know. And so she'd have to live with that, um, that, that fact. And that would exclude her from, from temple worship and, and from certain social events. So, again, a woman who, who, who was desperate and was perhaps lonely, we've got no indication that she was married, perhaps she was a widow, uh, and yet she, she and like Jairus, has this, this, this little tiny seed of faith. You know, if I can get close to Jesus, if I could even just touch his garment, then maybe, you know, I, I will be healed. And you could say it's an audacious, audacious faith, you know, uh, but it's there. And of course, she does reach out and she is healed. And uh, what we see then is Jesus doing this and in a very loving and gracious way, isn't it? You know, I mean, he, he, he doesn't just carry on walking. He stops. He really wants uh, to to see this woman, to have this woman come and 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 be there, uh, so that he can reward her faith. And you see these these wonderful wor words, uh, uh, you know, sort of uh, reading from uh, verse thirty-two. And he looked round to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, they came down, fell before him, and told him the whole truth. And this is what Jesus says to her, verse 34. 
This is what Jesus says to her. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. And he uses the word daughter. He doesn't just say in this, this situation, woman, you know, your faith has made you well. Or simply, you know, uh, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. He says, daughter. And that, that's, that's, that's uh, a, a wonderful thing that the Lord does for this woman. It's a wonderful thing that the Lord does for this woman. By, you know, saying that, that, that kind of expression of affection. So Jesus is not uh, uh, wanting to embarrass her, but he's wanting her to, her to know that he is aware and that he cares. This is an example of the compassion uh, and the love of, of, of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that he, he takes that time to do that, even though you've got all these people and they're going to be there seeing us and the disciples are going to be seeing it. And Jairus is there seeing it. And yet Jesus does that for this woman by saying, daughter. Uh, and uh, uh, she obviously goes in uh, with her healing and she must have told people this sort of time, this bit of biographical detail, because it's there in, 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 in the Gospels. And no doubt she, she must have become part of the, that fledging, that sort of early uh, body of believers that, that were there. And uh, we don't know her name. We don't know if she ever sort of appears again. Uh, it doesn't really matter. But she has a wonderful testimony like the demoniac that we were thinking about last week. Uh, and in, and it's, in a sense, they, they're both needy people, aren't they? Both desperate people, both in bondage in, in, to, to, in a sense, the work of Satan in this world. And because of the consequences of sin and man's rebellion, and yet Jesus has delivered them. Two very different individuals and situations but uh, both examples of the, the amazing and wonderful grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that you know he, he has touched her and he you know he knew all the time that I'm sure in the providence of God that our Lord knew this this was going to happen it was no mistake that Jesus took the disciples across the other side of you know in earlier in the chapter just to have that encounter with that denomin that the gathering uh, man possessed of evil spirits and this is not an accident this is just not an incidental thing that just happened by accident um, it was purposed by God and uh, it, it's a wonderful example of God's amazing uh, grace through the Lord Jesus Christ. So all this is happening, and of course, it's delaying Jesus um, and Jairus getting back to, to, to his house to, to see and attend to, to his daughter. 
Uh, and so we now have people coming and saying, oh, look, it's too late. Uh, your, your daughter's dead. D don't bother the teacher anymore. And if we were there, perhaps if you were there, you know, what would we have thought? What would we have said if we were part of the crowd? And uh, we didn't have that, 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 that faith. What would we would have thought? What would we have thought? Well, it's too late now. You know, if, if, he, if he hadn't spent so much time talking with that woman, um, maybe if the, he'd, he'd just gone, kept going and gone straight, um, maybe that they, they would have made a, made a difference, maybe they would have got to the house sooner. But it's too late. But of course, what do we see Jesus say? At verse 36, as soon as Jesus heard these, the words that were spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, so he's addressing Jairus, do not be afraid, only believe. And that, that's a, a powerful statement. It's a very short statement, but it's a very important statement, isn't it, when he says, do not be afraid, only believe. And of course, if, if there were skeptics, and, and there were, and we know later on, I think uh, uh, down at verse 40, you know, uh, the, the, the author I says that he was laughed to scorn. There were skeptics. And what, what were they, you know, and people like that, um, people might say, oh, well, it's all right for you. All right for you to say that, Jesus. You know, people people would think that. But Jesus, nonetheless, he's that's what he says, and it, it's a very important statement. Do not be afraid, only believe. And I I I believe that 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 sort of delay with the lady, uh, with the issue of blood, was was in the providence of God. And it was for, I think, Jairus's benefit. And I think this whole situation, I think was, it wasn't by accident. These things just didn't happen without, you know, God's directing hand. And it was there for Jairus, for his faith. Because he had this tiny faith, didn't he, when he when he first when he sought out Jesus, and now everything seems to be going uh, as we say pear shaped. Everything seems to be, well, not 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 uh, going right at all. In fact, you know, on 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 the natural level, things have turned for the worse. The do his daughter is dead, and yet Jesus is saying these powerful words. Do not be afraid, only believe. And that's what the Lord says to us, isn't it? The Lord says to us, right in the midst of perhaps the most difficult scenarios when things do seem to be going from bad to worse, and we can't see any way out, and it seems that Jesus is delayed or not answering prayer, and yet these words speak to us. Jesus is saying to us, do not be afraid, only believe. And some of us need to hold on to that. Uh, you know, and there may be some of us uh, here that need to hear that 
and make need to hold on to it and say, you know, yes, this is this this is Jesus the Lord's word for me. So Jesus says to Jairus, "Do not be afraid, only believe." And so they 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 carry on to the house, and uh, uh, we see uh, uh, Jesus uh, directing the folk. He's he's telling people, you know, look, I only want you know our disciples, you know, perhaps Jairus and the family, and uh, you know, you've got all these people. As I said, verse forty, you know. After Jesus say, you know, is saying, why make all this commotion? The child isn't dead, but sleeping. And of course, when Jesus says that, they all, you know, they, these people, you know, in the author Isaac's laugh, they left him to scorn. You know, they ridiculed him, you know. Uh, but he gets, he, he puts them all out. And then he says these powerful words to the child, doesn't he? Uh, and of course, Mark records the Aramaic here, uh, Talitha Kumai, uh, little girl, I say to you, arise. And she's brought back from the dead. And th th this is this is truly amazing. And, and of course, we see, and uh, verse 42, isn't it, uh, uh, right at the end there, and they were overcome with great amazement. They were overcome with great amazement. Because they, 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 they really thought it was too late. This child is dead. What can Jesus do? And yet he speaks these words and she's brought back uh, to life. Be not afraid, only believe. That's what uh, uh, Jesus had said to Jairus. And that, that little bit of faith that he'd had, that, that, it, that words of encouragement, and Jesus brings that, that to fruition and, and fulfills that, that desire of Jairus, that, that, that desperate need that he has has been met and that child is restored to life. So what, what uh, joy must have been there in that house? What joy for, for Jairus and his wife and the family, the servants there, um, the people around him. What, what joy must have been, been there? And of course, again, Jesus says, don't, you know, don't, don't tell, um, you know, don't tell anybody about it. So very different to the demoniac who was directed to go and proclaim and, and declare what, what the Lord had done for him, but a very different situation here. And yet, what, what joy, uh, 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 you know, that these people had, you know, to, to have experienced that, to have gone from being that, that point of, well, you know, loss of hope in, in you know, Hearing the words, oh, your daughter is dead. And then to them, to finally having that, that child restored to them. What, what joy and wonder would have been in that, that, that home? Well, there's, there's a couple of things I just want, as we sort of come to a close, uh, 
this morning. There's just a couple of things, sort of headings, that um, uh, I want to sort of then sort of sort of bring up, uh, which really tells us about the Lord Jesus in this passage. You know, because obviously uh, that's one the, the 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 kind of theme that we're sort of working with through Mark's gospel is great things about the Lord Jesus. And there are great things in this passage. And uh, so I've picked up kind of sort of four sort of titles, sort of um, headings uh, about the Lord Jesus. And just really to, to sort of meditate uh, on, on these um, as we come to a close. So the first is the patience and long-suffering of our Lord. Patience and long-suffering because we see that in this passage don't we well, i mean if we were in jesus's shoes how would we have reacted to the to the people um how would we have how would we have reacted to uh, um the crowd sort of milling you know as soon as you you're trying to get off the boat uh you've got all these people pushing around and Probably the disciples say, oh, Lord, Lord, we, we've got to get to so-and-so's house. Maybe, uh, you know, we're going to, you know, uh, you know, you're staying here and, and we're going to do this. And, and, then, and then you've got other people jostling and, and, and all kinds of things going on. And, and yet we see Jesus so patient and we see his long suffering with people. And, we, and of course, his patience with Jairus. And the fact that he has um, mercy and compassion. So that's the next thing. Mercy and compassion on people. And we don't necessarily see um, the word compassion in, in the text. But it's there, isn't it? It's there. It's there in the words of Jesus to these people that are, that are coming to him uh, and, and around him uh, who experience this amazing grace. And particularly for this, the... the, the the woman with the issue of blood. When he, he has the time and the patience to, to uh, deal with her and to give her words of comfort so that she isn't just an anonymous person. Oh, well, somebody's been healed, they've touched by my garment. Uh, he wants to bring her out for her, for a, to bless her so that she knows that she is actually loved by the creator of the universe by you know because this is you know god manifest in the flesh and yet he has patience and he has mercy and compassion and the fact that he speak addresses her as daughter you know daughter you know you know you know go in peace those are wonderful words and they're an example of his mercy and his, his compassion. And the compassion that he shows to Jairus as well. You know, and, and the patience that he has with all that's going on. With these, these people sort of milling about and then the people scorning and, and saying, oh, don't bother, don't, don't bother, it's too late. And he's, he's having to, to hear all that. And yet he's infinitely patient, isn't he? And we see the mercy and compassion. And then we see the power 
of Christ over death. And this is the important one. The power uh, of our Lord over death. And this is what, what sets Jesus apart from anybody else, isn't it? it you know, we, we've got um, prophets in the Old Testament and way, way back uh, earlier in, in lockdown, we we looked at Elijah and um, Elijah um, with the, uh, the the woman, the widow of Zarephath and her, her, her son. Um, but of course, the situation here is Jesus is the Lord himself and he is simply able to command, to able to say things. And people are restored. People are restored immediately. You know, that we've, we've noted that's, that's a, an un, uh, a word that, that, that we see, uh, or, or a similar word, depending on the translation you're looking at. You know, it's, 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 it's everything's immediate with the Lord because, you know, he brings healing and it's immediate. He restores people. Uh, and it's because he is the Lord of life. You know, he is God manifest in the flesh. He has the power to heal and he has the power to raise up uh, those who, you know, who, who are dead. And this is a demonstration of who he is, that he, he is not just a prophet who is doing nice things, good things, and, and teaching, but that he is um, God in the flesh, that this is a sign of his deity. And... Uh, these, these two people, these two individuals, and particularly the, the, the daughter of Jairus, is a recipient of that, that power, if you like, and, and the beneficiary of that power over death. So this passage is telling us a, a, a number of things about our Lord Jesus, and that uh, uh, he, he is more than just a good teacher, that he's more than just a prophet. Uh, but that he is, as as that passage in two Timothy says, God manifest in the flesh. Isaiah twenty five verse eight says this: He will swallow up death forever, and the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces, and the reproach of his people he will take away from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. And that's, that's a wonderful truth, isn't it? That, you know, death will be swallowed up. Death will be dealt with ultimately. And as believers, as Christians, we believe that one day death will be, will be dealt with completely. And that every tear will, be, tear will be wiped away. There will be no more illness. There will be no more uh, health issues like this woman woman in the passage. Uh, and this is the hope. This is the blessed hope of every believer who is in Christ Jesus. We have this blessed hope that one day that uh, we, we will uh, um, see, see, you know, death, death, God, you know, death will be dealt with. Death will be swallowed up 
as the Isaiah passage says, and that, uh, you know, we will be with the Lord for all eternity. And that, that's, that's our hope, and that's something we, we ought to not forget. I mean, there are other passages that we, we, can, we can look at and, you know, go into um, uh, the book of Revelation. And uh, I'm thinking of that verse, you know, O death, where is thy sting? You know, you know Christ has power over death. And that's, that's a wonderful uh, truth for us to focus on. Well, may we be this morning truly um, amazed by, by the grace of God, as we see in this passage. May we uh, do as, as, uh, as the folk there, when that, that little girl was, was, was uh, brought back to life, where it says in verse 42, overcome with great amazement. And let us be overcome with great amazement with our great God and, and Saviour, the Lord Jesus. I'm just going to, to uh, uh, read from, from Psalm 40 in the metrical psalm version. So I'm just going to read a, a verse and then I'm going to pray uh, for us. And this is what it, it says here. If you, if you want, you close your eyes uh, as I read this. O Lord my God, full many are the wonders thou hast done. Thy gracious thoughts to us ward far, above all thoughts are gone. In order no one can reckon them, to thee if them declare, and speak of them I would, they more than can be numbered are. Amen. Well, let's, let's, uh, let, let's pray uh, together as we think about these things. Loving Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, for the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you uh, that he came into this world, that he wandered among uh, frail, um, wicked, sinful human beings. And Lord, we thank you for his infinite patience and his long-suffering, his kindness and mercy. And yet we, we thank you for uh, the power, the power to, to, to heal and ultimately uh, to, to bring back people from the dead. But, but also we thank you that most important, that with the Lord Jesus Christ, there was power to save to the uttermost, that you came to seek out the lost. You came not to serve, uh, but to serve and to be a ransom for many. Father, we thank you for that. We thank you for this passage today and what it teaches us. We thank you that this, there, there uh, are so many wonderful uh, things about you uh, in this passage. That we can see your love and compassion, your mercy, and these wonderful words. And Lord, help us to, to, to focus on these words and to uh, apply uh, uh, these truths to ourselves uh, this day. Lord, that we might be uh, encouraged and built up and comforted when we see these words, that we too 
uh, may not be afraid, but only believe. And Lord, help us now as, as we share and pray amongst ourselves. Amen.